0: Well, hello everybody, Pastor Todd Coconato here and I want to welcome you to The Remnant. We are so excited that you're joining us here on WCF Radio as we talk about a very important subject matter today, marriage. Now listen, I know some people on here are saying, wait, I'm single, I don't need to listen to this, but I would say this is for everybody because I want to talk about some life hacks for marriage. And if you plan on getting married or want to get married, these things are going to help you too. Marriage is very important to the Lord. So 10 New Year's resolutions for your marriage coming up right now on The Remnant. All right, I'm super excited to talk about what I'm going to talk about today, which is marriage... Marriage, very, very important subject to God. And you say, well, I'm not married. That's okay. That's okay because this is going to set you up for success if you desire to get married. These are life hacks. These are things that uh, you learn through experience. But, you know, I I always uh, say this saying, okay, a smart man learns from his own mistakes. A wise man learns from others' mistakes. So if we can learn from the mistakes of others, we don't have to go through these things in our own life. Now, it doesn't mean we're going to be able to avoid them because life is a series of mountaintop and valley experiences. And so you might just get dealt a card that you didn't know was coming and you're going to have to deal with it and it's just part of life. And I know it's not easy. I'm sorry. Uh, I wish I could say I could avoid that myself, but I haven't. Um, and I'm not just talking about marriage, I'm talking about in general, uh, financial situation, a job loss, sudden death in the family. There's just a lot of things that happen in life. And so the way that we can better ourselves is our response. How do we respond to these things? And then, of course, there's opportunities to be proactive, not just reactive. That's important as well. So there's things that we can do to be proactive by setting ourselves up for success ahead of time. In other words, being prepared And making sure that we are in the right state of mind and that we're uh, in the spirit and we're following the Lord and we're following his word and, you know, just these things that God tells us, instructs us to do uh, so we can be set up for success in life. But uh, let's go through these 10 new year's resolutions, 10 new year resolutions for your marriage. Okay, that's what we're going to go through on today's show. And we're still in the first month of the new year. 23 is a year of new. It is a season of new. You're stepping out of the old. You can't fit new wine skin and old wine. You can't fit new wine and old wine skin. You got to step into the season of new. So number one, spend more time together. Can we all do that? You say, well, I do spend a lot of time with my spouse. Well, that's great. But many people, most people are in the hustle and bustle of life. Whether you got kids, you're taking them to the soccer practice or dance lessons or, you know, doing two jobs to try to survive and pay the bills And today's ridiculous economy uh, that we're all having to deal with, with the inflation, and everything that's happening. So life is not easy, although we can make the best of it, but it is certainly not easy these days. There's a lot of challenges, especially for married couples, just to survive, just to pay the mortgage, just to pay the electric bill, just to pay uh, insurance. I mean, all these things can be quite the headache. And so I just talked to my neighbor the other day about this, actually, and he was saying that he actually downsized his job. He still has a job, but he had to quit another job because he said his job was just taking up so much of his time that he would pass his wife like, you know, 10 minutes before they go to bed at night. He said he barely even saw her. And, and finally, they got to a point where they said, look, this is going to do some damage to our marriage unless we rectify this. And so she ended up saying, look, I'm going to have this job where, you know, more like the breadwinner of the family. And then I need you to get the kids and I need you to cook dinner and things like that. And you still work, but you're not working. So there's a lot of changes in our world today. I mean, that would have been something that you probably wouldn't have expected only 20 years ago or so. But th- these are types of things that people having to have these conversations. And by the way, the Bible is still the same. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Uh, the things that they're trying to push on us in our society, uh, people refer to them as new norms. Well, We as Christians, we stand on the solid rock and we don't change. The Bible doesn't change. So we got to make sure that we're staying in accordance to the Bible in our life. That's very, very important, by the way, because society is pushing us in a different direction. Society continues to go anti God, away from God, pushing all different types of things on us that they're saying these are new norms. You know, the family unit is being redefined, all these different things, new norms. Gender is being redefined. We have to stand by. Very firm, stand fast on the word of God. This is a challenge. There's two different types of people in the world right now. There's those that are willing to stand for righteousness, that are willing to be uh, true believers in Jesus Christ and followers of the way, which Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. We're followers of the way. We, We adhere to the word of God. I'm not talking about religion. I'm talking about relationship. So there's those people, and then there's the other people that are willing to compromise, that are given into the spirit of this age, which is antichrist, by the way, which is a spirit of antichrist. It's it's literally, look, you're either in in, in Christ or you're not. That's the bottom line. There's, there's no mushy middle. And so I don't say that to be harsh. I don't say that to be mean-spirited. It's just the way it is. In 23, are we going to serve God with all of our heart, with all of our mind, with all of our soul? The, the Bible says, actually, if you love me, you'll obey my commands. That's the truth. I mean, He doesn't force us. We're saved by grace, not by works. But the fruit of our salvation is that we adhere to and follow the word of God. That's extremely important for us as believers to understand. So back to number one, spending more time together. Listen, I have a saying I call it being present in the moment, being present in the moment. I had a big problem with this, by the way. I'm going to be very transparent with you today. I had a big problem with this. I had people texting me all all night, all day all the time. I still do. But what, now what I'm doing is I just I don't have to respond right away unless it's an emergency. And I put my phone down when it's daddy-daughter time. I put my phone down when it's husband and wife time in my home. Because otherwise, I miss a precious moment. I miss, and how many moments a day do we actually have? I mean, here, I'm doing the radio show right now. My wife's at work. We're not together right now. When we do come together, if I'm distracted or on my phone all the time, and this is this is happening a lot. I know you know what I'm talking about. Listen, I'm telling you I had a problem with this. But, but the Lord put on my heart in prayer. He said, be present in the moment. Enjoy your day. Enjoy your relationship with your wife. And so we have to be present. We have to spend more time together. And uh, some of these other, you know, we're going one through ten here. You're going to see some of these are doing just that. Number two. Brag on one each other, uh, brag on one another more, brag on one another more. In other words, say good things about your spouse to each other, encourage one another, exhort one another, lift each other up. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. We need to be encouraging. Now listen, it's easier said than done, especially if you have a an ornery spouse. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, right? I mean, an ornery spouse or somebody that's not always in the best of moods. Or maybe you feel a little bit unequally yoked in your marriage. This this is the reality of our world. Listen, you're not alone in this. So many people are dealing with what you're dealing with. This is the remnant, the show. And I will tell you, there's a lot of remnant warriors that are on here that have spouses that are not equally yoked. But we we, we contend for the marriage and we press ahead in victory, if that's you. Okay, we contend for the marriage and press ahead in victory. But we've got to still say positive things. because. In doing that, you're speaking life. My wife is, I try to find all the good. Now, I have an amazing wife, by the way, but I'm just saying, I always think of, or at least try, and I'm doing this more and more, is to try to find the things that I can brag about my wife. She's a great cook. She's a great mom. She's very supportive. Honey, you look beautiful tonight. You know, encourage, compliment. Speak good things over your spouse. It'll get you far, by the way. It'll get you far. And I always tell people throughout the day, this is another one. This is a life hack right here. Throughout the day, it's like you're dating throughout the day, even though you're married. You know, like send the little text. Hey, thinking of you. Hey, beautiful, you doing okay? I mean, I know it sounds kind of cheesy or corny, but listen, if you do that, you're building something up so that by the time your spouse is with you, this is for husbands and wives, that they're, they're already, you've already had that communication throughout the day. So you haven't just been estranged all day and all of a sudden, hey, so how was your day? No, that's fine. I mean, I understand it gets busy or sometimes you just can't. But even if you could just take a two-second break and just shoot a little text and just say, hey, thinking of you, you know, like you did when you dated, if you had text messages back then. Uh, Some of us had pagers, I don't know. But you know know what I'm talking about. It's just send the little love letters. You say, but we're in a tough time. Well, this'll help. This'll help, hey, you know, I was praying for you right now. I just wanted you to know I'm praying for you right now. Hey, you were on my heart. I just wanted to say hi. You'd be surprised how this changes things. Big deal. Brag on one another. Brag to your friends about your spouse. On social media, especially on their birthday, your anniversary, Valentine's Day. Make the effort to spend 10 minutes and write a post. You see others doing it. Why aren't you? It's a love language of many people. And it will really help your marriage. okay. Next one, be more intimate. Now, of course, people are say, what are you talking about? Listen, I'm pastor, okay? I'm not sitting here saying sexual things on the radio. Be re, Relax, okay? Intimacy can be holding hands. Intim- in- intimacy can be cuddling. Intimacy can be just engaging in a conversation. I mean, just a good conversation where you're really in it and you are present in the moment. You actually care, you're listening. How many people tune out what your spouse is saying? Let's just be real. It's like, wah, 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 You know what I'm saying? Like Charlie Brown, you know, wah, 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 wah. And then, yeah, yeah I heard you, yeah. Did you hear me? Yes, I heard you. What did I say? Uh. <laughs> so many people do this. So many people. We got to be present. We got to hear what they said. I'm guilty of this too. Okay, that's intimacy. I know it's not just uh, what, you know, our, our minds go right to the gutter. And I'm not saying, by the way, in marriage, that's like worship. It's not a bad thing. But But it's not gutter. In fact, that's important. I wish I could talk more about that, but we got to keep it G-rated on here, okay? But it is important to have that intimacy level on all levels as a spouse, on all levels. Remember what it was like, what you, remember, do you remember back to when you were dating? Now, if you were a Christian at the time, my wife and I were Christians when we were dating, remember how hard it was? Remember how hard it was to hold out? And even, you know, I mean, you don't want to, you don't want to open yourself up to an attack of the enemy, but it was it was hard, okay? It was hard. Now, you get married, and all of a sudden, it's like, you're all good, and then what happens? Why does it drop down? Wait, because it's not the forbidden fruit anymore? No. Make sure that you're, you're you're having intimacy on all levels. Intimacy can be, you know, I used to write these things called letters from the plane because I travel so much, and I would always write a letter to my wife on the plane, and then I don't know why, but for some reason, I stopped. Well, you know, my wife one day she said, "Hey, how come you stop writing me?" Listen, they notice these things. I mean, sometimes when we're walking out of the house, I'll just put like you know, I'm I'm gonna be gone for the day or something. I'll I'll set a bunch of little notes around the house. I mean, silly stuff. She does it too. But you know what? I appreciate that. I'll be in my bathroom all of a sudden. Here's a note for my wife. Man, that's just awesome. That's the kind of stuff we got to do. This, this is what keeps the fire. It keeps the flames lit. We got to keep the flames lit. There's so many distractions in the world today. So many. And listen, if you think you're the only one that has a bad season in a marriage, come on. Everybody has it. If you don't, it's you're in the minority. There's times where things get tough. That's why you got to rekindle the fire. Watch that movie Fireproof. That's a good one. You know, you got to fight for it. It, it. There's so many things that are set up to to try to make us fail, but we won't fail because no weapon formed against us shall prosper, okay? So intimacy is important. Okay, here's the next one. It's gonna be very important. Number four, pray together. If you establish a, now listen, you're saying my spouse will never pray with me. Good luck with that, Todd. Well, if that's the case and you've tried, you've done your due diligence. Pray for them then. Pray for them, live out as an example, as a light in your home. That's a big deal. You know, they're watching what you do, not just what you say. Does it match? They're watching. Your ministry, I mean, sometimes your biggest ministry is your spouse. I mean, I know international preachers that speak to hundreds of thousands of people that have a bad marriage. Well, that's not good, but that's because the enemy attacks the home. So the key is, is that you got to make sure a big portion of your ministry, and you say, well, I'm not a minister. Well, you still have a ministry. Okay, all of us have a mission in life to, to go and make disciples of the, of the nations, to exude Christ in what we do. You know, Christ, to, what does the Bible say? You love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy mind, with all thy soul. And then what? Love thy neighbor. Love thy neighbor. And who's your neighbor? Who's your closest neighbor? Your wife, your, your spouse, your husband. They're in the house with you. I mean, talk about neighbor. You say, well, neighbor's next door. No, that's not what God means. He's meaning love people. Love them with the love of Christ. Love them with the love of Christ, that agape love, that that unconditional love. Unbelievable, if you have unconditional love. Have you ever had that from somebody? Now, I know, listen, I'm going to get to this toward the end, but I know some of you are really struggling with this because you say, my spouse won't do any of these things. We're in such a difficult situation. Hold on, I'm going to talk about that. Okay, but pray together. Establish a prayer life in some way, shape, or form if you're able. Because two people praying together, there's power and agreement. It, you're one before the Lord, so there's something very significant about your prayers. And it's not just like the two seconds before you go to bed, like, you know, protect our family, Lord, you know, make sure we're, I mean, that's fine. I mean, that's still prayer. But the key, if you're warring together, if you know how to war in the spirit together, woo, you become a power couple. You become a power couple. And there's strength there. There's power there. That's a big deal. If you can carve out like a couple of minutes, I mean five minutes, 10 minutes of your day every day, and pray with your spouse like that, it's gonna be a game changer in your life. I'm telling you right now, it's gonna be a game changer. All right, so pray together. Number five, forgive quicker. Forgive quicker. Uh yeah. Forgive quicker. Forgiveness is not just for them, it's for you. Don't hold on to aught. Don't bring up the past. Don't carry all that baggage. I know it's hard to forget what your spouse has done, or you know your future spouse or your girlfriend or your boyfriend or you know, just just listen to this life hack, okay, another life hack right here. Find forgiveness from the Holy Spirit. If you can find forgiveness from the Holy Spirit and just say, Holy Spirit, give me strength. I need I need to forgive my spouse right now. I don't want to be angry at them. Let me find your heart let me find your heart give me your mercy give me your grace grace is such a big deal we've got to have grace we can't just hold on to every single thing they've ever done or hold, you know keep bringing it back up or this, this is a problem like everybody's going to make a mistake sometimes and we're in a really challenging world right now so you know you just got to have that grace it's really hard i knew a man that forgave his wife for something that was just so oh my gosh painful. He was a pastor. He was a friend of mine. And it really ministered to me how he could find that level of forgiveness, but he did. And you know what? They went on to have like the best marriage. He actually passed away a year or so ago, but they ended up having a really good marriage after that. And I, you know, I always thought to myself, like, could I be that big of a person to forgive? I don't know. I don't know. I I would like to say I could, but I don't know. But the thing is, is that We've got to find forgiveness. There are times in the Bible when you can get a divorce, by the way. And, and if you've been divorced, I'm not here to like beat you down today. You, know, you say, well, I've been married. I had a horrible marriage. I was in an abusive marriage. Yeah, that, there's a lot of that going on. You're no less than. God has forgiven you. If you've done anything, if you were the victim in the whole situation, he's going to give you the strength that you need. And I believe, there, you know, he, look, his plan, his plan for you is hope in the future. His promise is yes and amen for you. Your life is not done. In fact, I believe the best days are ahead for you. The key is, is how we get our minds right now, how we get our minds right now. So sometimes forgiveness, if you're a single, listen to this, or you're a divorcee, listen to this, listen, your life's not done and God loves you and he's got a plan for you. And so maybe getting away from that person, look, it already happened, it's done, but it's probably his protection in some way, shape or form. Or it could be something that you had to work on in yourself. Maybe you messed up. Well, God will forgive you. The person might not, but God will forgive you. And so if you've repented, you've, moved on. you've got to forgive yourself now. Make sure you forgive yourself, okay? All right, I don't know who I'm ministering to right now, but I just felt the spirit in here right now. Somebody needs to forgive yourself, okay? God's got something in store for you right now. God's got something in store. This is a new season. Step into the new. Don't look back. Don't look back. Okay, next, check in regularly. Again, that's that intimacy. Checking in the little texts, I care. Like we're in this together. It's our world, you know. It's us, and then it's them. <laughs> I'm just I'm just kidding, but you know, it's our world. Like be make that little world that that husband and wife world. That's so big because then it's not. There's a, a thing that the enemy does where he tries to make our spouse our enemy, and then once that starts, you gotta you gotta get out of that. It's like you know me against her or her, you know, against him, or, you know, I'm telling you, don't look, your marriage cannot, you can't get into that. That's a a really bad phase to be in. You got to get out of that. And if your spouse is doing it to you, you just, you got to be the bigger person. Just he's not the enemy. She's not the enemy. Don't look at your spouse as the enemy. And if, if it's really bad right now, seek counseling, do everything you can to fight and contend for the marriage. Somebody needs to fight and contend for your marriage right now. A lot of us do all of us do honestly all of us do even with good marriages because there's so many we're in we're in such a, a polarizing hour right now and and the, the the society is is basically working against the family unit the the spirit of antichrist like i talked about the demonic in this hour it's it's it's, it's geared to try to make christians fail in marriage it's geared to, geared to make everybody fail in marriage there's so many enticements and um things that they dangle in front of you and social media and, you know, it looks like everybody else's life is so perfect. I always say if the grass is greener on the other side, it's because you're you're probably not watering your own lawn. Make sure to water your lawn. Okay, I got to get through these. Next, eat one meal a day together. If you can do that, that's more that being present. Quality time. Eat a meal together. If you can eat two, great. Spend that time together. This is just being present there's a lot of people I'm telling you right now on this broadcast sports have become an idol certain things that are taking you away from that quality time because honestly it's selfish and maybe we don't want to look at it like that but it is i mean it could even be doing ministry you could be doing so much ministry or trying so hard to build a ministry or whatever i know there's a lot of pressure on ministers out there okay and i get it but honestly god's got to build the ministry unless the lord builds the house we labor in vain so, you know, we just got to show up, but the thing is that he, he is very, the Lord sees all, he knows all. And so if we're out there putting up 50 million posts every day, but then we can't even spend that time with our, our spouse, that's a problem. You know, I remember somebody told me, they said, you're all over the country, man. They said, make sure you're, you're taking care of your wife. That's right. That was a good, that was good counsel. I do think about that. That's why I don't take every invitation to go all I get so many invitations, to go all over the all over the place. I'd never be home. And I got a, a young daughter, and it's just hard to travel and stuff right now. So, you know, we got to pick and choose. We got to make sure that it's it's the Lord. It's not us. We're wherever we're running to and fro, too much time at the gym, too much time with the boys, too much time with the girls, going ladies' night all the time, you know, leaving the husband at home all the time. Is that really what we're meant to do? No. I mean, it's fine once in a while, but, you know, make sure you're spending time with your spouse. Feed the the marriage, you know. Okay, talk daily. Small talk is important. That little bedroom talk, you know, before you get up in the morning, before you go to bed at night, table talk. um, You know, just just those conversations. Again, listening, not tuning them out. (laughs) We all do it, guys. We all do it. Don't do it. Don't tune out the voice that's the most important in your life other than God. Don't do it. Listen, God was he not the one that orchestrated this whole thing? Because like I said, it, sometimes other people's life look a lot better, but did God not send you the one? He, yeah, he did. He did. So we, we can it's it's sometimes we got to reflect back to us what can I do better? How can I do better? How can I be a better spouse? How can I be a better father? How can I be a better spouse? What can I do to improve in this area of my life? Very important questions to ask all the time. Look at it from their perspective, not from yours. We always look at everything from our perspective, our situation, what we want, how we see it. You know, and and we got it all figured out. But sometimes we got to get out of ourselves and look at their perspective. How does it feel to them? How does it look to them? All of a sudden, things start becoming way more clear. Uh, Next one, date weekly. Ooh, date weekly. How are you going to do that? Do you have time? I don't know. It's hard for me. We probably do it about twice a month. I need to do it more. This is why this is 10 new year resolutions for our marriage. More dating. I mean, if you can get a sitter or if you don't have kids, great. But, you know, either way, I mean, you know, kids are great, by the way. I'm just saying like either or. But it just—if you don't have kids, you don't have to worry about getting a sitter. Sitters are expensive. Uh, hopefully, you have a family member or something like that. But if you have a good sitter, that's great. Somebody at the church, who knows? But you know, the whole thing is if you can get out and spend that quality time. My wife and I—we love sushi. Uh, we like—you know—we're foodies. We like different restaurants and things like. Those are great nights, and just to get a little dressed up, you know, it's kind of take it back to dating. That's what I'm saying. Keep it spicy. Keep it fresh. Christians don't have to be dull and boring. We're supposed to be the example of the world. I mean, if if we can't show a good example of marriage, then the world is doomed as far as marriage. The church is supposed to be the salt and the light. All right, almost done here. Last one. Just again, be connected. Be connected. In every way, shape, or form, your connectivity is to your spouse. What, what I mean is like, you know, the um, little things like my wife, you know i don't want to get too personal here but you know she's she's one of her love languages is touch mine is touch too so you know like i said cuddling hold, holding hands just things like that that's that's connectivity um having friendships together you know other married couples and you know uh, you know having doing life together they're involved in in whatever it is that you're involved in you know, you're doing things together so the key is in, in all these areas is that we're always trying to do better. Marriage is important. The, the bottom line is just don't let yourself get so distracted or be so distant that you forget what's important in life. Our world is going crazy, yes, but we can still be blessed. God has given us life and life more abundantly. We can be blessed. We can still, we're in the world, but we're not of the world. Uh, he tells us to come out from among them, come out from this 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 worldly system even though we were meant to minister to the people and, and, you know, we can have uh, relationships and stuff with people that are not in Christ, but we shouldn't be unequally yoked. Uh, but, you know, just, just doing everything in wisdom, but making sure that marriage is a major priority. I always say God first and then your, and then your marriage, really. I mean, you know, your kids, your marriage, that's where it's at. Family's important. So hopefully this helps. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll do more shows like this, but, Uh, highly encourage you to listen again and just remember these things because they're going to help you in your marriage. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's broadcast of The Remnant with Pastor Todd Coconato on WCF Radio. I hope this helps you as we go deeper in Christ, deeper in our walk, and deeper in our marriage in 2023. It's a real good way to show people Christ is when you have a healthy home. Amen. All right. We love you and we bless you. You can go to Pastor Todd, Pastor T O D D dot Pastor Todd and we'll see you again next week. God bless.